lamb and listen in. We've got a lot to say. Hi, hello, hey. hey. I'm Rachel. And I'm Maddie. And welcome to Chew and Swallow Podcast. Episode 6. Welcome back. Thank you for listening. Today we're doing um, an exciting one about human experiments. Ooh. Dun, dun, dun. I liked that. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, so I'm going to start, I guess. Yes. We're just going to dive right in. I'm excited because I forgot what you told me you were researching. And okay. I was so fascinated by my research, so I'm very excited. I have, I'm doing like the two most known, well-known ones. I think like the one, like two of the most well-known ones. So the first one I did was the Stanford prison experiment. This is one of the most controversial studies in the history of social psychology. Interesting, right? The lead investigator was Philip Zimbardo. If I didn't say his name right, oh well. That's Philippe Zimbardo to you. (laughs) (laughs) He and his colleagues were interested in finding out whether the brutality reported among guards in American prisons was due to to the sadistic personalities of the guards or if it had more to do with the environment of the prison. So I think the concept of the experiment is really interesting, like what they wanted to figure out. Nature versus nurture. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly what I thought when I read that. Um, so I think, like, the whole idea was was interesting, but the way they went about it is... this, Like, the experiments? The actual experiment. Oh, my yeah. God. I'm the like, way they went about it was just wrong. I don't know anything about this. Really? Oh, yeah, no. Oh, okay. Raining. Oh. I like the rain. Me too. It sounds so nice. I just want to sleep now. Okay. ASMR. <laughs> Nature. <laughs> um, it was funded by the U.S. Office of Naval Research, and it took place at Stanford University in the 1970s. Um, it was a so- social psychology study where college students became prisoners or guards in a simulated prison environment. What? Yeah, so... The fuck? In the basement of their psychology building at Sanford University is where this took place. So they, like, created an entire, like, simulated prison. With college students as the subjects? Oh, no. It gets better. Um, 24 people were chosen to participate that were deemed physically and mentally healthy. And that was in quotations. Um, and then they were also equally split into two groups. So half of the half of the kids were guards, and then the other half were prisoners. What is this? Some like sick playground reenactment? Like- so yeah, like there's a lot of. I mean, this is controversial as fuck. But I think like the idea behind it and what they really wanted to research was interesting. And like, I want to know the like yeah, that's outcome of their original, you know, hypothesis or whatever. But this, the way they went about it is just not it. They should have done it out not of it, chief. They should have done it at a real prison with just the guards. Yeah. Well, Cuz the prisoners unless they agree to it and without like with without the incentives to be like, "Oh, instead of like mashed bananas, you're going to get mashed kumquats." And be like, 
You know, right. like they it would have to be a fair well, these, incentive. These people signed up for it. Like it wasn't like But still, like the college it's students still, it's still fucked up. So like basically they put an ad in the newspaper and it was like wanted human subjects or college suspects or suspects. <laughs> <laughs> we know who you are. <laughs> college subjects um to uh do a prison related experiment or something like that they definitely like said sort of what it was but no one knew the degree of what was actually gonna be going on that's not okay yeah it was not but also that's the 1970s that's nothing was really okay no (laughs) No, but also like everybody did anything they fucking wanted to that's why we had so many damn serial killers in the 70s exactly that's what i'm saying i'm like that the 70s anything was flying People were ruthless. They could do whatever the fuck they wanted. Yeah, no, for real. That's my impression. Yeah, same. Um, so the study was supposed to be done over a two-week period, and it was intended to show the effects that role-playing, labeling, and social expectations have on behavior. <laughs> Very um, sexy. <laughs> but the mistreatment of prisoners escalated so fast that the experiment was shut down only after six days wait what excel so the mistreatment of prisoners like what the college students you mean (laughs) it's college students on college students this is so bad i don't even need to hear the rest to know that it is bad (laughs) it escalated so fast that the experiment was shut down after only six days yeah it's bad So the guards were ordered not to physically abuse prisoners and were issued mirrored glasses. This is weird. They were (laughs) issued mirrored glasses uh, that prevented them from any eye contact. What? I don't understand how that's relevant. I have no idea. They said you're abusing these people, so put these earmuffs on. (laughs) (laughs) You're not allowed to hear them scream. (laughs) Like, what? So you can continue to torture them. What the fuck? I don't know. I have no idea what what the whole significance behind the mirrored sunglasses thing was, but I I saw that on like every website I went on. I was like, what the fuck is up with these sunglasses? The mirrored sunglasses. So it was like preventing them from having any eye contact with each other. Okay. I don't know. Whatever that means. So each prisoner was required to wear a quote unquote dress as a uniform and carry a chain that was padlocked to one of their ankles. Okay. So the why I said dress in quotations was because Zimbardo believed that they were wearing like a dressing gown, like a nightgown, like a hospital type. Gown. Yeah, like a, one of those um, that they um, would wear instead of like an actual prison thing, because he he wanted it to be as real as possible. And he wanted them to feel the same humiliation that a real prisoner would end up feeling in a prison. So he believed that these men wearing a dress would humiliate them more. I don't like that for so many reasons. Well, yes, I know. There's a lot of things wrong <laughs> so with many that alone. But it was just another... So many reasons. So many things that's wrong with, with just this one thing. But, <laughs> but he wanted it to be as humiliating as possible. Okay. I'm following you, but I don't agree with any of it. Oh, I know. (laughs) No one agrees with this. The fuck? (laughs) This is the most inhumane shit. Really? Okay, so this this is is a popularly like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, everybody uh, thinks this is fucked up. Okay, just making sure... Everybody thinks the whole thing was fucked. 
Yeah, no, it's no. No one is supporting this. Okay. In any any like sort there could not be somebody that thinks this is okay. Well, there probably is, but people are that's probably true. Psycho. <laughs> it's the seventies. Um. So the guards, with little to no instruction, began humiliating and psycho. So sorry. <laughs> you are doing a great job. Thank you. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> they began humiliating and psychologically abusing the prisoners within the first 24 hours. Yo, what is going on? Yeah. Um, on the second day, the prisoners staged a rebellion. Wow. Which, I mean, I think would happen. In Dude, I would prison. stage a rebellion. Yeah. So because of that, the guards came up with a system of rewards and punishments to manage the prisoners. Interesting. Yeah. So the three prisoners that were the least involved in the rebellion were given a quote-unquote privilege cell where they could brush their teeth and wash their hair. Apparently that was... This is so bad. So bad. That I was like, okay, the incentive program sounds all right. And then I was like, no. <laughs> somebody's not washing... Somebody's not brushing their teeth in, for two whole weeks. Also, don't... I know prisoners are like... In prison, but like, <laughs> you know, like for a reason. They're still a human being. But yeah, that, but besides that, it's like, you don't need to reward the people who didn't do anything when they needed to stand up for their literal human rights. As a human, if you don't do that, you're disrespecting yourself into reward behavior that does that is not helping the prisoner yeah. become a better person. You're totally dismantling what makes them human you're probably making them more psychotic yeah well anyway. i'm like the whole time i was thinking i was like what do you want a fucking gold star like what do you what <sighs> do you mean you're giving them rewards they're not children they're not like, dogs what are you talking about the reward system i could see is like okay you know you're supposed to yeah no it's like they're not children or whatever but they they, they are there for rehabilitation like mental well yeah a real prison but this is a simulation <laughs> i know i have all my fantastical ideas for prison <laughs> But yeah, this is, this is an experiment. These college students should not have been with little to no instruction. They were paid also. 15 bucks. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it was like $15 for the whole thing or if it was $15 a day. I'm There's not sure. no way. No, you couldn't pay me. Total of $15. Yeah, the fuck? No. Mm -mm. This is, see, you know, that's fucked up. And I was reading, I did my like code of ethics class like certification for my degree recently and in there it talks about a lot it didn't talk about this but it talked about a lot of it, human experiments that had been done that like had you know um remodeled the whole system of how you are able to conduct experiments yeah and the biggest one of the biggest ones I was it tuskegee it, that came out of one of these was you need to offer people a reward that's not just like hey like here's someone who is houseless on the side of the road, let me offer them, like, they can suck on my finger for, like, three <laughs> seconds if they, if they like, give up their human rights. It's like, no. This person, like, needs food. They need shelter. They need, like, help. Offer them things that aren't just, like, relative. And, and in that case, even insulting in that situation. Yeah. Like, because then you're just taking advantage of people. And that's what this is doing. Oh, so absolutely. $15 a day for college students. No college student is going to say no. That's easy money to them. Yeah, that is true. So as the experiment went on, some of the guards became cruel and controlling while prisoners became depressed and disoriented. 
Within the first four days, three prisoners became so traumatized that they were released. Good. <laughs> I would have faked a traumatization. I like, was, see ya. How do you even get out? There's no, like, safety word or anything? I have people? no idea. Dang. Yeah. Um, it wasn't until an outside person came in and saw what was really going on that they shut it down. Mm. And that was, like, six days later. So they didn't even make it a full week. Bitch, good. <laughs> According to Zimbardo and his colleagues, the Sanford prison experiment revealed how people will readily conform to the social roles that they are expected to play, hmm. especially if the roles are as strongly stereotyped as that of prisons. That's guards, so interesting. Think about how that translates to gender roles. Yeah. Like, that's true like women, the whole like pink is a girl color type of thing and the dress and the dress to be thing. humiliating i forgot for about men. the dress but also women who are like fighting for the like for stripping their own rights who are like you know su- such strong proponents for like traditionalism and stuff but mm-hmm. traditionalism is founded on like sexism and so a lot of that stuff maybe doesn't exist to that capacity but it's still there yeah and it's like the willingness to just adhere to that for whatever reason, it's true. That does yeah. reveal a lot. I enjoyed the, like, kind of what they had to say at the end and, like, what they found. Um, But, I mean, the whole thing is just fucked. It's I fucked. think they could have come up with a better, more humane way to go about this. I mean, I have one more little paragraph. It said, after the experiment, extensive groups and individual de- debriefing sessions were held and all participants returned post-experimental questionnaires several weeks, then several months later, and then at yearly intervals. Zimbardo concluded that there was no lasting negative effects. I find that extremely hard to believe. There's no way. There is no fucking way. I mean, PTSD for sure. How do you, like, go from being a full-time college student to being locked in the basement with, like... And they had, like, they had, like, cells and shit and, like... Yeah. After... So what I also read today, um, after they did that whole rebellion, their, like, punishment was, like, putting all of them in their cells and making them strip naked. Dude! Yeah. Like for humiliation, but the there was another is, whole humiliating thing. That's all. I would be traumatized. I would literally be. So How could you not have PTSD after going There's no through way. all that shit? No way. That's actually similar to some of the stuff I'm gonna talk about in fucking Nazi Germany. Like, how bad is it that you have to draw a parallel to Nazi Germany? Oh, I know. My next one that oh, I have to talk no. about also correlates with Nazi Germany. No way. Do yeah. you want to go first then? Uh-uh. I want you to go because okay. this is like more in this time period. <laughs> Yo, that... Anyway, that was the Stanford prison experiment. That's ridiculous. I there didn't was... expect it to be that bad. So there's a lot more like nitty gritty, like gross, like disturbing things that probably happened, but I wasn't really in the mood to read that. <laughs> Yeah, also trigger warning for some of the stuff I'm going to read because it's about human experiments in Nazi, Nazi Germany, which is like in relation to the Nuremberg trials. And if you ever took like an eighth grade um, world, like whatever world history class, you've heard this in America. So you kind of know what's about to come up, but it's just a lot of like 
you know, yeah, humiliation, yeah. like dehumanization on a very real level. Yeah. I'm not going to talk about a lot of um, like gross kinds of things, but it's definitely not for the faint of heart. I mean, it's probably a little bit disturbing. It's disturbing. No matter what it is. Yeah. These- Anything like testing on humans in general is kind of creepy to me. It's like you can do it to a small degree, like, you know, a hair care product or something. Yeah. But like, or like, like an this, ADD test. Yeah. Yeah. Or like something like that. Like, psychology tests to a degree are, I think, relatively okay to do with humans, especially, and we do a lot of human experiments to like varying levels. But stuff like this, like that and this, you have to realize there's, like, did you not think about how this was going to affect the people? I guess they're not thinking about that. A lot of notice people are are selfish. Yeah, people are born selfish. I don't know if you've seen a lot of uh, Japanese made stuff, like a lot of anime movies, especially. But um, Akira kind of touches on this, and and I see it a lot in Japanese stuff, so it must be a prominent thing. In Akira, it was this like scientist who was so obsessed with his craft, like with the science and like the research, that he would lose sight of human, like a. Uh, humanitarian laws and like making sure that he maintains that and like he just totally lost sight of that the only thing that was important to him was the research and him getting the findings out of that and it's like that's pretty much the epitome of all of this that i feel like we're reading about yeah as people are so obsessed with you know the human psychology piece of it that they're willing to do anything to find out and they get lost in it that yes but also, if you're going to the whole, like, Nazi Germany thing, they were definitely Raiders. manipulating people into doing the things that they were oh, doing. they it didn't wasn't, have to manipulate them. <laughs> well, it wasn't just, like, it wasn't just, like, this, these people were, like, so into their experiment that they didn't care what happened to people. It was, like, they were genuinely trying to physically harm I them. am going to read this to you because we went through education or whatever. I don't know. I was... I had my education in North Carolina, so it's not... So did I, but excellent. I was in private school. <laughs> well, I was in IB, so we got, I feel like, you know, a education. Yeah. But here's, like, stuff that fills in a lot of gaps for me about why these scientists did this. Because you just hear about it, and it's like, this happened. That's what my education was. It was like, this happened. And I was like, that's fucked up. But why? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, I always want to know the why. Because that's how people learn. Like, if you're educating people to not do this in the future... Maybe you should tell them, like, why these people did it and how to avoid that. Because it's easy to be like, oh, like, History you know. be repeating itself, man. And it's, it's like these people didn't just wake up in Nazi Germany and be like, oh, today is the day that I'm going to eradicate an entire group of people. I'm going like, to put everybody in a gas chamber. Like, that's a slow fucking burn. That is something that happens politically and socially over a long time. Kind of like this experiment and fear. And manipulation. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you have to know the steps that lead up to that. Because if you don't catch it at the beginning, it's fucked. You know, you're not going to learn from that. It's What is that quote? It's like, you know, this person didn't speak for me. Or like, I didn't speak for this person. And like, no one was left to come for me when they came for me. You know that quote? No. Oh my God. Let me look it up. Hang on. Okay. Yeah. Oh my gosh. This is Martin Niemöller. I think I said that correctly. I'm sorry, Martin. <laughs> but it's one of my favorite quotes. It's first they came for the socialists and I did not speak out because I was not a socialist. Then they came for the trade unionists and I did not speak out because I was not a trade unionist. Then they came for the Jews and I did not speak out because I was not a Jew. Then they came for me and there was no one left to speak for me. 
hits hard. Wait, so he was all of those things? Uh, no, I don't know what his deal was, but this is just a very good point that he made where it's like people are like, oh, I don't care. That's, it doesn't affect me, whatever, until it does affect you. And it's at the late stage of, you know, Nazi Germany. And yeah. you get taken and it's like, oh, I could have stopped this, you know, when I had the chance. And it's also about caring about other people. And it's like, if you see something bad that's happening, you need to say something. Like, well, that's what Gen Z is all about, man. Yeah. And Going so, back to our first episode. I feel like that's... Our, our world is kind of fucked right now, but Gen Z is really like a positive, um, outspoken piece to everything, in my opinion. I'm really, really thankful that they exist. Me too. They're Even though there's some annoying ass shit that they do. <laughs> there's problems with every generation. I'm a part of this generation technically, so <laughs> I'm allowed to say that. <laughs> Millennials are so fucked. I feel like I identify with millennial a lot. I do too. But I mean, I kind of got both we're in the I middle think i'm 50 50 honestly because i had an older brother so it was like i got that whole millennial side but then i also was my own person so i became like more of the gen z so i feel like i'm really the, the 50 50 I, I feel that way too kind of because i know i don't understand a lot of like the popular references and lingo but there's oh, i don't a know lot. the lingo yeah i know no, pop I culture a little bit up. it's so hard for me i don't know what it is it's the obsession with cat videos i think that's really standing in the way mm. and the birds and the birds oh, birds are great if I you mean, get a chance to watch a bird video do it today maddie's a bird person <laughs> who knew but you know what's really sad is that i have a conflict of interest me being a cat person as i well. know you really are so it doesn't really people work out have, people have cats that have birds barry could do that I think I think Barry is too lazy to even bat an eye Barry's at a bird. Barry's like, let's be friends. And the bird's like, squawk. You know? <laughs> be like, Barry. Crack. <laughs> Barry. <laughs> All the fucking Maybe it's time. Worth it. I'm going to do it. Honestly, you know what that bird's going to be saying? Shut the fuck up, Barry. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. That's what it would sound like. <laughs> Blue. Love- Blue. Come on, food, eat, eat, blue. That's like my whole dialogue. <laughs> this poor bird's just going to be in a loop. Okay, anyway. <laughs> Back on to these. Okay, so. Trigger warning. Lots of trigger warnings, yeah. I like how we said that and then went through a whole bird thing. Anyway. Well, it was important information. <laughs> People are like, this is the trigger warning. <laughs> If you don't like birds, click <laughs> off. <laughs> we don't want to hear from you anymore. It's okay. You can. A lot of people are afraid of birds. <laughs> we are bird people I here, respect, bitch. <laughs> I respect it. Me, Maddie, and Colin. <laughs> <laughs> we love our birds. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to start with my second reference, which is a video I found in a diff- very different language that had English on the slides. So it's called The History of... Nazi human experimentation. And it's by this company called Study IQ. And pretty much, like, it's it's going through all of, like, the generalized version of the experiments and what happened, like, all the different kinds. Because I could spend time diving into the details, but I just kind of wanted to get a grasp on everything that went on because I didn't really know all the details of, like, what kinds of experiments were done. But... The central leader of the experiments was Joseph Mengel, I think. Mengele, Mengel. And I saw his name all over everything. Like, he is the ringleader of this shit. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Mm. And he 
only in one year, from 1943 to 1944, performed experiments on over 1,500 sets of imprisoned twins on, in Auschwitz. And oh, that's that guy. Mm, and that's the just the twins. That's just 1,500 that sets. disgusting. Double that, and that's how many people were involved. 3,000 3, people. people. That took me way too long. Three, it took me a while to do it. 3,000 twins. That is, that's like just the twins. Just the twins. That's really gross. Yeah. Um, and only about 200 people survived. People. No. And, you know, I like, I have a sibling and it would be awful to lose a sibling. I can't imagine what it would be like to lose your twin. Your twin. In an experiment like that. It's awful. Twins um, have like some, some things. They have other they shit have going like on. Some <laughs> brain waves connecting to each other. I don't know. His other experiments included putting victims in pressure chambers, testing drugs on them, freezing them, attempting to change their eye color by injecting chemicals into children's eyes. Ew. And other brutal surgeries. Um, that's the overview. So here are some like specifics. Experiments uh, were also conducted at the Ravensbrück concentration camp to Wait, study. Sorry, what is this still about the twins specifically, um, or just in general Nazi experiments? I don't know if it went into detail. This, I think this is just saying like this is the twins. This is what like he did with twins. I didn't dive into that research, although I could probably find some stuff. Okay, okay. But this is just. I think these are general things that they did with everyone. Okay, okay. That okay. I'm gonna about to go into. But they were also conducted at the Ravensbrück concentration camp to study bone, muscle, and nerve regeneration, as well as bone transplantation from one person to another. That's so gross. Yeah. Sections of bones, muscles, and nerves were removed from the subject's body, get this, without any use of anesthesia. As a result of these operations, many subjects suffered intense agony, mutilation, and permanent disability. Um, that is so messed up. Can you imagine? In 1941... The Luftwaffe conducted experiments testing how to treat hypothermia. There were roughly 400 experiments and 300 victims, suggesting that some victims, because there were 400 experiments and only about 300 victims, some victims suffered more than one experiment with the hypothermia stuff. And another study placed prisoners naked in the open air for several hours with temperatures as low as 21 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, which is negative six degrees Celsius. And at the Dachau camp, prison, this one's bad. I've never heard of this camp, but like shit. At the Dachau camp, prisoners were forced to sit in freezing water for up to three hours. After sub subjects were frozen, they underwent different methods for rewarming and many subjects died in this process. Freezing water? Freezing to death. Yeah. Oh my God. At the same camp, they tested for how to treat infectious diseases, diseases including typhus, tuberculosis, Typhoid fever, yellow fever, and infectious hepatitis. Um, did they, like, inject them with them? They would inject them with the diseases. And I think when they did the one for malaria, malaria was a big one that they tested. Um, over, like, half the people died, which I'm surprised more people didn't die. Because if you think about these people, these victims in the camps, they are not fed they're, yeah. they're not being taken care of at all. Like the opposite, right? So yeah. if you're injecting these people with malaria, I would have expected a way higher death rate. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm, hot. I'm like... I'm, I'm sniffly too. I'm so sniffly. Because <laughs> I'm not sleeping. <laughs> and then at the same camp, 
Experiments were conducted testing the drinkability of only filtered seawater. Seawater? Seawater. They were doing a lot of these. I'll get into this too with the um, generalized why these scientists were doing a lot of this and how they got involved. But a lot of it was to test for the war with soldiers, what the soldiers, how they could treat soldiers during war and stuff. <clears throat> but they tested it all on these all on these people in the internment camps. Um, it's so fucked up. Subjects were deprived of all food and were only given seawater to drink and became so dehydrated that others observed them licking freshly mopped floors in an attempt to get drinkable water. No. Yeah. Ow, my heart. Can you imagine getting to that point where you're just like, I I can't. need something, so I'm going to lick the floor. That is awful. It's so bad. And so this is what kind of sent me. It's This was passed. It's a law that was passed in 1933. So that's a good 10 years before, like, the height of these concentration camps with all this going on. Like, all these experiments are 1941 to 1944. Yeah. This is 1933, the law for prevention, and this shows you how slow this growth is into something like this. The law for the prevention of genetically defective progeny, don't really know what a lot of that means. I don't know what progeny means. <laughs> Which was legalized, or it legalized the involuntary sterilization of persons with diseases claimed to be hereditary. I'm going to let you think about what that means and then I'm going to tell you because it's fucked up. You're thinking hereditary disease is like, oh, but you know, people born... With, like, these extreme disabilities that but can't survive well. That are, like, in a coma their whole lives kind You of thing. said sterilizing people? That could... So that... Oh, yeah, but steril... Yeah, sterilizing is the bad so, part of this. But... They're not... Is that... Does that mean, like, they're not able to reproduce? Correct. Okay, cool. No reason that you need to be sterilizing anyone unless they ask for it. That is terrible. Um, But, yeah, persons with diseases claim to be hereditary. I was thinking kind of, like, more intense things that prevent you from living life at all you know what i'm talking about like you're born and you but it, it's not that way is it oh no yeah. it's like the first one is weak-mindedness the fuck does that mean oh no um schizophrenia alcoholism insanity blindness what blind people were sterilized deaf deaf people were sterilized um and physical deformities like what the that fuck? is so messed up it's awful. And within four years of this being passed, you know, 300,000 patients had been sterilized. Weak-mindedness probably means, like, all of the above, like, anxiety, oh, yeah. depression, ADD. I bet you're right. Yeah. And I bet it's also people who didn't conform to the political policies at the time, too. The gays. Mm-hmm. The girls and the gays. Girls and the gays. The gays, were they were put into concentration camps. It's fucked whether they were... They were Jews or not. They yeah. were shoved they in They could there. be anyone. In anyone. If you, if you were, like, perceived gay or, like, a rumor. Can you imagine the rumors? Like, we talked, or, yeah, we talked a lot about the Salem witch trials and stuff, but just the rumors that went around that, the whole thing was based on rumors, right? Yeah. Can you imagine the rumors that sent people into internment camps? So fucked. The whole, ugh. Just because you don't like somebody, too. Like, even the social things. Yeah. Like, if you didn't like, you know, Sandra. And you're, and you're both in the 1% of Nazi Germany, and you're like, oh, Sandra's gay. Like, Sandra's going, not to prison, to, like, a concentration camp. Yeah. Yep, <laughs> yep, yep, yep. So, um, yeah. Th Absolutely vile. 400, or f 400 years. Four years passed, 300,000 patients were sterilized. <laughs> and the side effects of this, their side effects, 
were vaginal bleeding, severe abdominal pain, and cervical cancer. So, like, they were just giving people cancer. Um, okay, and then this I is I mean, from- have you seen, sorry, but mm-hmm. have you seen um, Handmaid's Tale? I've started watching it a little bit. It's difficult because the episodes are so long, and they're really intense, but I liked it. So, one of the characters gets, um, I think she gets, like, not sterilized, but something happens to her downstairs region and because she there's a rumor that goes around that she's gay oh Oh, well don't tell me what happens because i'm not because i don't really remember but i remember that episode it's people love to shout gay they love to do it especially like it's such a it's an undercover thing because like you're not no one looks gay or whatever like you, you know what i'm saying like you can't just piece it together based on someone's appearance not every time but <laughs> sometimes you just be looking gay as hell out here. I mean. But it's not an appearance-based thing. I look gay all the I, time. You get hit on so often when you look your 100% lesbian look. Yeah, I don't know what that is. I don't know. I don't know what that is either. Oh, hey, baby, I can turn you. Like, I love that argument. Like, I'm sorry. I would rather not. I'll stick to vaginas. Thank you. It's like, now I'm not gay, but now you make me want to be gay. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> Actually, my vagina just dried up, so... <laughs> Like, yeah, now you're ne- definitely not getting a shot. Yeah, no. <laughs> okay. So this is a different source. It's Nazi Medicine and Research on Human Beings by The Lancet. And this is Professor Volker Rolk. I've never taken a German class in my life. I'm so sorry. I think you're doing great. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> um, and this is, like, about the war crimes trial in Nuremberg, Germany, October of 1946. Um, and this is, a, like, some of the terminology is Ross and Hygiene. This clears up a lot of stuff I didn't know. Like, it fills in a lot of gaps, this article. Um, Ross and hygiene is a German equivalent for eugenics. It was perceived as an applied science founded on the laws of genetics and as essential for improving health of the Volk or race. I think that's the German word for race. Um, but central to racial hygiene was biological determinism. So th- these are like central foundations of the entire experiment, thing, the human experiment thing with Nazi Germany. Um, it's the view that humans live and behave as they do by virtue of their biological constitution and ultimately their genes. So it's saying that you are entirely a product of your biological nature and the genetic makeup of you. That's it. Which is like really a gross misunderstanding of the human experience yeah. in itself. But not only that, they use this to like twist it into um, purifying the Aryan race, purifying just down to the Aryan race. So, like, this idea is something that, like, you know, it doesn't even look good on paper, but it's, like, you know, it sounds like, oh, we're doing, like, science and for it's for the good of the world and stuff. But it's, like, they really twisted this shit. So, during the 1920s, this has, again, been going on a very long time up to this point. During the 1920s, many racial hygienists were sympathetic to the Nazi movement when it gathered strength, although similar eugenic aims were pursued by scientists, phys- physicians, lawyers and politicians across the political spectrum everyone was involved in this shit like this eugenics process and in the international scientific community so this is like not just even within germany i don't really know what america was doing around this time because all i know about the 20s america was staying the fuck out of this shit until they could not anymore that's what america did during world war that's my impression i was also i also received an american education that is true. <laughs> as really far know. as I know, in my schooling, <laughs> mm-hmm. I am aware that 
the U.S. didn't want to get involved until they absolutely had to. And then when they did finally get involved, that's when we won World War II. Or, yeah. You know. It's like our, they paint this picture of like, oh, our the Americans side. burst through the gates and we're like, everybody out. Fuck you guys. The SS thing. You know, I think, I think the reason our side ended up winning, though, was because we added bodies. But oh, no. I don't think it would have been... Like, America really stepped up. Yeah. I will say that. I talk a lot of shit about America, but there are some things that we did that are important, and that is one of them. Yeah, that is one of them. I mean, you know, you can talk, you got to talk about the bad things, but you also really do have to give credit where credit is due and admit where things went right. Right. I do agree. Like, yeah. I mean, there's a lot to talk about with with America. (laughs) I think that they should have gotten involved a lot sooner. And because yeah. this was obviously a process that, like I said, is taking place. Like, but they also did some shady shit with the Japanese too. Oh, dude, the concentration camps Thank here. You. you know about that? Of course, I a know about that. A lot of people don't know. About I that. know because they don't teach it in school. I went on a whole like uh, when I was in New York City. Like, I, I don't remember when, but my cousin took me to this museum that had like they it has rotating exhibits, and this one happened to be on the internment camps for the Japanese, and it was like. It was brutal. It wasn't, a you know, the human experiment type brutal. Yeah. But it was fucked up. Like, it was really fucked up. I mean, it wasn't as bad as... They were given nothing. Like, no. they were also barely alive. Yeah. In there. And just, like, ripped apart from yeah. reality and their families and it's stuff. So mess- so it's so messy. So messy. That's, like, just pure racism. They were like, when did that even happen? Was it after? I think before? it was after How World do you- War II. <laughs> fuck do you break people out of internment camps in a different country and then you're like you know what we're gonna do start internment camps. dude history repeats itself <laughs> i'm like what are you guys doing america <laughs> honestly um okay okay after the nazi takeover in 1933 medical scientists particularly geneticists expected improved conditions in various research endeavors so the political platform at this 1933 which is the same year that that sterilization law was passed seeing a lot of similarities with the abortion laws yeah everyone be wary about what's happening it's like over here history repeats itself i'm gonna say it again your eyes open yeah um but like these these medical scientists and like people that are at the height of their careers are like you know following this because they're being proven or like um they're being promised that they're going to get, like, a lot more incentives for research and, like, their their craft, you know, all this stuff. And so many in the disciplines, such as Fritz Lenz and Ernest Rudin, hope to see the practical application of the results of their scientific work, thereby contributing to rebuilding society according to the laws of biology, which is already fucked. Like, you're already not with it. Yeah. Friends. But now they're, like, getting momentum behind what they're trying to do. Um, they also hoped to gain access to further resources, like the human experiments taking place in the concentration camp, I'm assuming, to extend their research programs. State and party institutions, in turn, were seeking scientific legit- legit- <laughs> legit- oh, legitimation for their health and Rachel. Okay, so I you people... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Now I can't, I can't be the only one getting made fun of for the wording and the reading <laughs> shit. Because you're over here now. I'm not even dyslexic. <laughs> exactly. So fuck all you. <laughs> okay, wait. They were seeking scientific legitimation for their health and racial policies, such as the newly implemented sterilization law for the prevention of genetic genetically diseased offspring. I guess in more raw format. <laughs> That's what that is. Um, 
The law allowed the forced sterilization of those who supposedly had genetically determined disorders, along with the later law for the protection of German blood and German honor. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, that, that one can't be good. That makes me want to vomit. Which purported the racial inferiority of Jews, of course, considerable minorities of the population were defined as being biologically of minor value. <laughs> Awful. <laughs> with the implication that they lost most or all of their civil rights and were easily available as research material. So this is now the beginning of how they're able to do all this. Ew. Yeah. Um, and within the German army and the Nazi SS organization, there were controversies over whether adding antibiotics or homeopathic drugs to traditional surgery would improve wounded soldiers' chances of survival. Then counterparts had already done this and figured out that antibiotics are better. So, like, there was really no reason to do the testing. But, um, you know. But they just wanted to be... They want to make sure. They want to make sure. So SS physicians organized trials of antibiotic and homeopathic treats, treatments in the concentration camps at Dachau, which is the one I mentioned did all that shit with the ice water. And, yeah. And Ravensbrück, which is the first one I mentioned. Um, I forgot which one that How do they was. come up with these names? I don't even know if I'm saying it right. It's D-A-C-H-A-U. Dachau. I'm trying to like German. That sounds good. Right? Use the Sounds CH. good to me. <laughs> Healthy prisoners were given injection injections from the festering tissues of other inmates who had, who had wound infections. Yeah. What the fuck? That's not even helpful to research. What do you think is going to happen? Like, let's see what this button does. Like, yeah, that's literally the only thing it was. That's of course, so they're going to get sick. Nasty. And some people, small pieces of wood and glass were placed in open wounds in order to mimic war injuries more realistically. Um, the victims were then treated with homeopathic preparations or various applications of sulfonamides. Sulfon sulfonamides. <laughs> Some received no therapy at all. So they're just literally left to be like, what happens to you if we put glass in this open wound? Oh, you're going to die? Oh, well. Oh, well, we didn't think that was going to happen. And then about a third of all the victims died. Yeah. Of course. I bet. Um, all these experiments followed a scientific logic that was outdated at the time and which took no account whatever of the well-being of those involved in research. The surviving victims had irreversible physical damage and severe physical or psychological trauma. Yeah. <laughs> no think. shit. I would think so. Um, this is the last little bit I have on it. Um, experiments in the context of aviation medicine were aimed at finding methods to help pilots survive after their planes had been hit at very high altitudes or after, after an emergency landing at sea. So this one's testing for soldiers like in, um, you know, with the, the pilots and stuff. So if you're in the air. There, this is where I introduced. You're going to just die. This is where I'm I sorry. said the, the pressurized cabins and stuff or what the pressurized oh. experiment. This is what this is referring to. So the experiments carried out in the Dachau concentration camp <laughs> focused on psych uh, physiological questions such as the effects on the human body of low pressure at high altitude or of drinking salt water. So we're connecting all of that. Yeah, that makes um, sense now. The researchers, it's still so fucked. It's so bad. The salt water one really gets me. The researchers responsible such as Siegfried Ruff, Sigmund Rascher, and George Welts, I don't know if I'm saying any of those right, were all associated with university institutes. These are people in education. Ew. Or the German Air Force. For the high-altitude experiments, about 200 people were chosen from the camp prisons. Yeah, the camp prisoners, at least 70 of whom 
die during the experiments in a specially designed low pressure cabin or will if you weren't if you didn't die from that you were killed afterwards uh to study the pathological changes in their brains from that whole experience ew it's just like my worst nightmare yeah yeah honestly i would opt myself and that's all the research i have I don't like screw this. I'd I'd rather be dead. I don't know how people. Maybe they didn't have access to the like resources to kill themselves. That's I mean, probably. But it's like that's the ultimate torture. Like that is actually hell. That whole thing is hell, and I can't believe that people survive that and then can be mentally and physically okay to continue living any kind of life outside that. Did I you ever be, read? Um... Like, even just in the concentration camps. Did you ever read Night when you were in school? I love that book. Okay, I own all three of them. I haven't read the other two, but I own all three of them. That's one of my favorite books I ever read in school. It's amazing. It was amazing. That guy, I don't know how the fuck he... I don't know how. ...was, like, how he was mentally stable after that. How can you... I don't know how you can go through that shit... And then just carry on with your life. I mean, I'm, I'm a, it's probably hard and you have PTSD it's and you crazy. probably suffer, you know, forever for your rest of your life. But it's just, how do you, I don't know. Nobody should have to go through something like that and then ask the question of how do I live after this? Yeah. Nobody should ever have to deal with that. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. I remember that book, the last page of that book struck me so hard when he looks in the mirror and he's like, I still see the emaciated, like, yeah. body mm-hmm. that I had for so long. When he passed away, it was really sad. It's so I sad. I was sad when he passed when away. When was that? That was like 2000. It was not. Wasn't it in the 2000s? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was semi-recent. Like it wasn't that far, like it wasn't that long ago. Ellie Vissel. God, I have so much respect for that man. Oh, me too. You know, he went to his, Um, I watched a video. He went to the concentration camp where he basically grew up again and he walked how you have strength for days yeah oh this was God. when he was like 80 something and then he also went to his childhood home where they fucking dragged him and his family out 2016 is when he died i think i had read that book and then he passed away like very shortly mm-hmm. after yeah because i read it yeah, yeah he went back i didn't i didn't remember that yeah he went back to his like childhood home where they fucking took him how do you do that that is strength he i mean that's a power move yeah he is like damn that's one of the strongest fucking people in the world you're a fucking superhero if you can do that shit yeah for real i love that man i love that book and did you ever see or read the boy in the striped pajamas i read the book emma loves the movie it's really good I cannot bring myself to watch it. It's hard because that stuff happened a lot, like in in everyday life for these people where, I mean, children are seeing from both sides of the fence kind of thing. And they were friends. Like, I know the story. It's like... It's so sad. There was this one book I read when I was in Christian school. Uh, I'm excited to hear. (laughs) No, it's actually amazing. So this book's called I Am David. I've heard of that. Okay, so it's about this little kid, this little boy who escapes a concentration camp. And so he's going through, like, trying to get to, like, a safer place where he can, you know, live and not be worried that he's going to be taken back to the camp. And he goes through, like, all of these internal um, internal Struggle? obstacles. Mm-hmm. 
trying to figure out whether there's a God or not. And at the end, he's like, as far as I remember, at the end, he's like kind of still unsure. He's like, yes, maybe, but also I don't know. So at the end of the book, it kind of was like, so this kid's like agnostic, it seems like. I mean, how do you live through something like that and think that there's a God? But it's like interesting because he's not in there very long. Like, you, I mean, he is in there a long time before, you know, this. But like in the book, he's only there for, you're only seeing him there for like two days or something when mm-hmm. he finally escapes. And a lot of it's about just his internal struggles. Yeah, but it's so interesting. I would recommend that book even now. I'd, I'd read that. You should. You should. Yeah. We also read The Diary of Anne Frank, too. We did a lot on the Holocaust, actually. Yeah. We just didn't touch human experiments. You didn't watch The Book Thief? Or the Book the Thief book, we read, read, too. Yeah, the I love thief, that book. Uh, the Diary of Anne Frank, Ellie Cell. I read I Am David. We also watched, oh my gosh, It's a Beautiful Life, which I think is like an Italian kind of based thing with Nazi Germany. I can't remember it fully. But it's kind of a weird take on, like, this this father and son who I think get taken for a concentration camp. I don't know if I if someone needs to fact check me. But they get taken, and it, I think it's, like, it takes place in Italy. But they're Italian. and Weird. Yeah. And he's just, like, the whole thing is, like, he's supposed to be joking. And a lot of people think, oh, he's making fun of the Holocaust. But he's really trying to, like, numb the experience down for his son because, like, it's such a traumatizing experience to be taken in an internment camp and like the whole thing is him just trying to make a joke of the whole thing like it's all fake kind of it's really sad it's really sad well the uh ellie was he he got taken with his dad did he i remember him getting taken with his dad was he separated I think they oh, were separated. Yeah, you're right. And no, I, they weren't separated. His they dad were there. passed away. Uh huh. Because he kept like trying to take care of his dad because his dad got really and sick. And then they noticed after a while, right? Wasn't that what happened? Well, his dad kept getting really sick, and then he was like kind of bedridden, and then Ellie was helping him, and then he finally passed away. He would sneak stuff to him. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. That book is so powerful. I need to read that again. That mm-hmm. book was really great. Yeah. I'm fascinated by that time. We've There's a lot been... of like ploys and modern stuff even still with It's Nazi just it fascinating that someone could do that to another human. It's gross. Over such a long period of time and like I you're interested in the psychological aspect. Yeah, I I'm am. really interested in the political. All right, so for my Last one. I did Project MK Ultra. That's another one of, of the really you've never heard of it? I don't know a lot about this stuff. Okay, so this one's like a, a really popular one too. So this was a top secret CIA project in which the agency conducted hundreds of secret experiments. Uh like American? Yeah, the US. Um, sometimes this was done on willing citizens. Other times it was unwilling people. When was this? What year? I'm getting there. Oh, my bad. Needed the questions. <laughs> it was a test to, it was, I'm going to start over. It was to test the use of Ellie. <laughs> God, you really know you're an audio tech when you say LED instead of LSD. You know who, um, I watched a tutorial one time and they were like, just plug the lead in 
to this. And I was like, what is he talking about? And I was like, he is not talking about the light. <laughs> He's not talking about the light right now. Let's plug this mineral into the wall. Oh, <laughs> um, it was a test. It, good Lord, help me. <laughs> It was to test the use of LSD and other drugs for mind control, information gathering, and psychological torture. <laughs> what? Okay. Yeah. So it was said to have lasted from about 1953 to in 1973, but I did see, like, other dates within that that they said to have it had been happening, but I just went so with kind of like the general. The 50s to the 70s. This is such a long time. Yeah. Long time. Uh, but the details weren't known to the public until around 1975. Oh, my God. But it's the CIA. Like, Still. Do you know anything about the CIA? I know nothing about the CIA. That's not good, right? I, I know it's central I feel intelligence. Like we should, but I know. But I feel like we should know more than we do. It doesn't feel very central to me, to my intelligence. Like, what do they even do? What are they doing? What are they doing? I'm going to have to look this up on my own time. This is gonna, we should do a whole episode on FBI and CIA. That would be really cool. Yeah. Let I us know if you would like that. Yes. So the project was approved because the U.S. government feared that the Soviet, Chinese, and North Korean agents were using mind control to brainwash U.S. prisoners during the Cold War. So we're back to another war. Always connects to a war. Yeah. That's kind of how, how it got kind of started and why it was approved by the U.S. government. Um, the program involved more than 150 human experiments involving psychedelic drugs, paralytics, and electroshock therapy. Oh, no. Yeah. The amount of people they used can't be confirmed because the agency kept poor records. But they also, what I read was they also got rid of a lot That's of That's what records. I'm hearing. A government agency... Not keeping records, that's not a mistake. So, okay, so I was reading on one website. I didn't really include this because I thought it was kind of, like, wordy and it didn't need to be in it. But this guy, the guy who I'll talk about later, he, when he heard that this was getting shut down or whatever, he got rid of all of, like, boxes and boxes and boxes of records that they had from these experiments. Burp for you. Damn. So much for your research. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Um, the CIA began to experiment with LSD under the direction of agency chemist and poison expert Sidney Gottlieb. I don't know if this is that's how you say his name, but no idea. I'm gonna I'm gonna call him Sidney. Sidney. He believed the agency could harness the drug's mind-altering properties for brainwashing or psychological torture. Whoa. Later, it was considered to be too unpredictable to be used for counterintelligence. I do agree. Yeah, I don't really think, I don't think mind control is like a thing. You know. I don't think you can do that. I think you can manipulate people. Yeah. But that's, it, that's different to me. In my head, that's way different than like mind control. Again, a, a gross misunderstanding of the human experiments. Yeah. Experience this of the human experience. Yeah, this this one's really messed up. But I was really excited to do this one because I've always heard about it, but I didn't know like specifics. So this was interesting. According to Stephen Kinzer, who worked closely with Sydney, um, he was like a like a journalist who was like investigating what was actually going on and was like writing it about it or whatever. I don't know. 
Um, according to him, he said Sydney wanted to create a way to seize control of people's minds, and he realized it. He realized it was a two-part process. First, you had to blast away the existing mind. Okay. This, this is creepy. Second, you had to find a way to insert a new mind into that resulting void. I'm so sorry. The only thing I can think about is SpongeBob when they take his brain out so he can work at the chum bucket. I do remember that. <laughs> I don't wanna. <laughs> sorry. Second, you had to find a way to insert a new mind into the resulting void. We didn't get too far on number two, but he did a lot of work on number one. Hmm, I bet he did. The CIA Mind Control Project, MKUltra, was essentially a continuation. This, this is how it feeds into you. Um, was essentially a continuation of the work that began in the Japanese and Nazi concentration camps. Are you fucking camps. serious? Not only was it roughly based on those experiments, but the CIA actually hired the torturers who worked in Japan and Nazi concentration camps to come and explain what they had found out so that they could build on their research. I hope all these people were locked up. This is so, like, so fucked. Oh my god. Um, Sydney and the CIA established secret detention centers throughout Europe and East Asia, particularly in Japan and Germany and the Philippines. They were, um, kind of under the U.S. Um, control. Um, they were capturing enemy agents and other people they thought could be, quote-unquote, expandable, expendable. Oh my god! Yeah. They would grab these people and throw them into cells and then test all kinds of not just drug potions, but other techniques like electroshock, extremes of temperature, sensory isolation. This is the same shit as Nazi Germany. But this was the conclusion. Ultimately, this guy, Sidney, concluded that mind control was not possible. So after all of that, mind control just wasn't possible. He I was would like, say that a lot of the stuff that I researched was the same. It was like inconclusive. The only thing that apparently had viable research that came out of it was the pressurized cabin shit, which they killed everyone no matter what happened. Yeah, it was still fucked, but mm-hmm. at least they got some sort of... They got something out of it. Yeah. It's, but, oh my god. It's like, it makes me question whether or not they were actually doing it to learn something. It makes me question if they're still doing it now. Oh, they're, that was the 70s? Like the 50s to the 70s? That's not long ago. I mean, the CIA has to be doing some shady shit if nobody knows what's going on. A hundred percent. I can tell you that's true. Does (laughs) anybody fucking know what's going on with the CIA? Does anyone? We're just like, yeah, they exist. Literally, what do they But no one asks questions? Mm Mm-mm. I mean, the closest thing that I've seen information about the CIA is the fucking American Dad show. Stop. Yeah, no. I think they're even making fun of the fact that we don't know anything. Maybe it is. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Are they the people with the... Do they have the ground zero? Is that theirs? I don't know. But I know that the CIA is, like, more, uh, like, secret and with more power, I think, than the FBI. Yeah, they have, like, they have, like, spies and shit. Yeah. 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 How do you even... How do you even get to be a part of that? I don't trust anything like that. Like, if you're a CIA agent, you agree not to share any information about fucked up stuff that happens like this like how do you 
like what happens to you if you share that information like oh they're doing human experiments like nazi germany like they're gonna kill you is that what happens because like what do you sign to become one of those people yeah it's like there's no stipulation of like Oh, if you think something bad is going on, just tell your supervisor, the one in charge of all of it. Like, you know? Well, at that point, like, they own you. No, they literally do. You sign and your And then soul. I'm wondering, like, when you leave the CIA, what do they do? Like, that's what I'm saying. Is do they there, erase your memories? Is there quote an unquote? Like, is there men some in black shit? over here? Like, it, but I'm just saying, like, no, really? How do you get out? Is there an out? I mean, I read about this one guy who. He had a bunch of secrets with the CIA and like he like spilled his guts on his deathbed. He was like 80 something like, said all this different shit. I want to know. I don't know what he said, but it was like a whole thing. I, I know this was that. a while ago. I need to look it up again. But there was like this guy who worked for the CIA. Well, he said he worked for the CIA. OK. You know, people are going to like be like, eh, he was just he was delusional. You know how people are going to cover it up yeah. and say that shit. But. He supposedly worked for the CIA and like he was on his hospital deathbed or whatever. And he was just like telling all these secrets that happened while he worked for the CIA. Whoa. And then he died. <gasps> That's crazy. But it's like, it, I guess you just bring it to the grave with you. Power move. Yeah, no, I think you do. And le- and I wonder if they'll kill you. Like, <laughs> That's you- what I'm saying. Like, are you, do you get put in prison or like, because even if you're in prison, word's going to get out. Yeah. Prison is a gossip central. Wonder, like, I wonder if they have like their own. Oh my god! Prison. Be, I'm never signing up to do anything like that. That is fucked. I wonder if they have like their own CIA prison. Like if you go blabbing, they'll be like, mm, we're they, take it's probably you. like an isolated quarantine type of deal. Probably they probably like brainwash the shit out of you, and you probably go insane. Yeah, with all that experimentation they did. Probably they know how to do. Maybe it. they'll just use them for experiments then. Mm, that's a good point. They're expendable at that point because they're not useful. Yeah, they're like, oh, you're 85. You can't go on these missions anymore and kick some bad guy ass. So you're going to have to stay here and be locked in a cell so we can study your brain. Uh, We need to do research on that. I'm excited to do that. Me too. Me too. If y'all are interested in that, let us know. Okay. That was all I had. That's all I got. I enjoyed this episode. This is a good one. Yeah. I was into it. I was too. (laughs) I enjoyed my research too. And there's so, 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 so many experiments. Like, I was looking through this one website that was telling me, like, 28 human experiments that really happened, blah, blah, blah. And there was some really disturbing ones, but then there was also some really interesting ones that didn't have enough information on it. So we could even do another. I mean, we, we could. could we do could another. do a part two. Yeah, we if could. If people are into it, let us know if you like it. Yeah. And you want to hear Go more. over on the Instagram and comment. We'll throw something up on the story, too. Yeah. yeah. And let us know if you like this episode. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening. Thank you. We appreciate listening. you. We do appreciate you. We love you out there. We do. Peace. Peace. Hey, you